0: This Marketplace podcast is supported by Harvest, painless time tracking for creative professionals and agencies worldwide. Harvest tracks billable hours anywhere, creates invoices in seconds, and builds powerful reports to help keep projects on budget. More at GetHarvest.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The good news is there
1: is a housing recovery going on in this country. The bad news is there is one major city that's getting left out. So what is the matter with Chicago? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace.
0: Wake up to the day's top business headlines. Subscribe to the Marketplace Morning Report podcast. It's on iTunes and marketplace.org slash podcasts.
1: From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Jeremy Hobson in for Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Wednesday, the 26th of December. Great to have you with us. And we'll start with the good news. The numbers that came in this morning show a U.S. housing market that continues to pick up steam. According to the Standard & Poor's Case-Shiller Index, home prices in 20 cities were up more than 4% on average in October compared with a year ago. But when you're talking averages, there are good performers and then there are bad performers. And in this case, the bad performer is Chicago, where prices are still falling. We asked Caroline O'Donovan from WBEZ in Chicago to find out why.
2: No Chicagoan likes to hear the word second city. But when it comes to real estate, Chicago has been vying to keep up with the rest of the country for years. Dennis Rodkin writes the deal estate column for Chicago Magazine. He says Chicago's number one problem is foreclosures and how long they can take under Illinois law.
1: What people refer to as the foreclosure free ride, the time between when you stop paying for your house and when you might be kicked out of your house can be over three years at this point.
2: Illinois is not the only state where foreclosures get caught up in court, but Chicago is also dealing with its notorious winters.
1: A lot of these houses have sat through at least one, if not two or three winters. They may have water damage from burst pipes, they may have mold from water damage, so it's harder, more expensive to convert those low price foreclosures.
2: Chicago's an aberration, says David Blitzer, the managing director and chairman of the group that publishes the Case-Shiller figures. He says Chicago wasn't hit as hard as one-industry towns like Detroit, nor did it have as far to fall as places...
3: Where real estate was a key industry, and there was an incredible boom, and when it collapsed, it really collapsed. And that's the Sun Belt. Phoenix, Las Vegas, Miami, Tampa. Chicago doesn't fit into either of those molds.
2: Chicago's more like New York or Boston, an older city with a heavy dependence on its finance sector. But being in the Midwest, Chicago lacks the regional economic backbone of those cities, so it's recovering at a slower, more Midwestern pace. In Chicago, I'm Carolyn O'Donovan for Marketplace.
1: Christmas Eve was a bad night for Netflix. Just as millions of Americans were sitting down with their families, maybe thinking of putting on a movie, Netflix's online streaming service went down. The company is blaming Amazon, which owns the servers Netflix uses. Amazon, by the way, also runs a rival streaming video service. So what do you do when you're a company like Netflix that relies on a competitor to run your business? Here's Marketplace's Dan Bobkoff. There's a name
3: for this kind of relationship. Yeah, coopetition. Coopetition, as in cooperation and competition. Or you might say... Frenemies, that's another way to put it, yeah. Ethan Kurzweil is vice president at venture capital firm Bessemer Venture Partners. He says we're seeing more and more corporate relationships that you might call complicated. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings derides Amazon's rival video streaming service, but he sings the praises of Amazon's web servers, at least until they knocked Netflix offline briefly this week.
1: It certainly makes for a great story.
3: Eric Clemens is a professor at the Wharton School. He says no one is suggesting this was malicious on Amazon's part, but it's another example of just how complicated the borders between companies have become. Apple, for one, still relies on Samsung for many of its chips, even as their smartphones duke it out. And Apple has been trying to distance itself from Google now that Android is the iPhone's fiercest rival.
1: Most people simply didn't understand what being dependent upon
3: Google meant. It's hard to predict when a friend might become a foe. Kurzweil of the venture capital firm says many startups get off the ground using Amazon servers or maybe selling through Amazon's site. That can be a boon or end badly. The result is that Amazon knows a lot about their businesses and can always choose to compete. And then coopetition becomes good old competition. I'm Dan Bobkoff from Marketplace.
1: There are now just about five days left until we go over the fiscal cliff.